Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 95, Resiliency Training, Physical Health and Wellness, Week 1. My name is Jessie Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to improve the experience that they are having in the process. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. Hello, Resiliency Training. Welcome to week one of physical health and wellness. This month, we are talking about our bodies. We're talking about food. We're talking about weight loss. We're talking about exercise and getting great sleep. Just kind of everything having to do with taking care of these awesome bodies that we have and what we're thinking about all of that. So today in week one, we are going to be focusing in on our relationship with our bodies and all that that involves. So what I want to take a look at with you this week is what you think about your body when it comes to self-image, when it comes to how you take care of it, when it comes to the, is it a priority for you to take care of your body? And then I want to get into a few specific things like um, exercise and sleep. Those are ones I want to talk about this week. And another big aspect of this is, is food, the things we use to fuel our body, right? But that's going to be actually next week. So I want to start by talking about your relationship with your body and show you how to take a look at that and see where you're at and then maybe make some plans for where you're wanting to go. So we know that a relationship only ever exists of what we think about something, right? What we spend time thinking about that thing. So when you think about your body, how does that go? How does that go in your brain, right? Do you try not to think about your body? Do you spend a lot of time thinking about it and being very critical of it? Do you spend time thanking your body? Do you spend time focusing on all that your body does for you? Or do you spend time thinking about ways your body maybe has betrayed you? Um, That's kind of a strong word, but that's a word I've heard my clients use before, whether they've been ill or had an injury or something they can feel like maybe their body has betrayed them. Do you want to just start to take a look at that and see what comes up for you? Not necessarily, you can, you can just start to ask yourself what you think of your body today, but also take a look at how has my relationship with my body been in my past? Because it's, it's a journey, right? There's going to be times where we don't have a great relationship with our body and then times where it gets better. And uh, maybe depending on uh, how fit we are or if we're spending time on our, on our physical health. Right. And if we're exercising and giving our body good fuel, there's a good chance that in those moments we were thinking a lot better about our body than in times where we weren't taking very good care of it. Most of my clients are women. I do have some, uh, male clients that I work with, but I, I speak to women, right. And most of my clients are military wives. I have some clients that aren't, but I'm speaking to military wives. So as I create these videos, I have you guys in mind, even if you don't fit into those things, but that's sort of who it is that I'm envisioning as I speak. And so anyway, as women, our bodies go through, like I said, a journey, like our relationship with our body is a journey, but also the big grand adventure that our bodies go on is really amazing. 
a lot of us have had kids, which is an incredible miracle, right? That we can go through pregnancy and come to the other side. Our body's different on the other side, which is really challenging. Some of us want to have kids and either aren't ready yet, or maybe have been unable to get pregnant. And that can be a really complicated aspect to having a relationship with your body. We have a lot of outside influences that influence the way we think about our body when it comes to the media, um, when we compare ourselves to women around us, when we feel like we are like it's important to fit into a certain mold, right? And there's a lot of ways that your relationship with your body manifests like in your action line of the model. So that's what we're going to get into a little bit here. I'm going to write out a model for you guys. So a couple of the ways that I have seen in myself and with my clients are like, I've already mentioned a little bit, uh, often when we are making our, when we have a good relationship with our body and we're making it a priority, our physical health and wellness, a priority, we are feeding it good fuel. And that doesn't mean we're never having junk food. It just means that we are taking care of it in that way. Right. And we're going to talk about that next week. Um, we are making, you know, good sleep, a priority. We are staying active. That doesn't necessarily mean aerobic exercise every day or whatever. It just means knowing my body feels good when I'm active and I make time for that in my day. Another place that you can look for an indicator of how your relationship with your body is, is take a look at your clothes. This is kind of an interesting barometer, but I want to take just a minute to look at this. If you are wearing clothes that are too big for you because you had them when you were pregnant or when you were overweight and now you've lost some weight, but you haven't really made it a priority to get yourself some clothes that fit. Or if you're wearing clothes that are too tight because you've gained weight and haven't taken the time or the money, it is a commitment, you know, to get clothes that fit better. Or if you have been wearing the same clothes for 20 years and haven't made that a priority to update your wardrobe, even in small ways, just to have clothes that fit you well and that you love wearing and they flatter you at whatever size you are. Sometimes looking at our clothes can be a barometer of how we're thinking about our body and what we're taking time to do and prioritize to make ourselves uh, feel good and really enjoy being in the body we're in right now. That's kind of the main thing that I work with my clients on is first get clear where you are and the, and the work you do at that point is to just love who you are right now, get the awareness on what you're currently thinking about your body, and then do the work that it takes to love who you are exactly right now. And then the next step is, okay, now where, what do you, where do you want to be? Sky's the limit, right? You get to think any way you want about your body. You get to lose weight if you want to, gain weight if you want to, gain muscle if you want to, get a whole new wardrobe. You know, there's so many things that you can do that kind of have this effect on how you're experiencing your body. And that's where we go next. And so again, that first step is awareness. You know, I'm always talking about that. Most of us don't don't check in with ourselves to see what we're thinking about our body. And if we start to, we often either get uh, a little overwhelmed or a little judgmental of either we're judgmental of our body or we're judgmental of the way we're thinking about our body. So both are challenging. And then we'll just kind of abandon it. Like that's hard to take a look at. Let's not do that. So as you work on this this week and you look at the worksheet that I'm sending you, I want you to be really, really loving and kind and patient to yourself and even go a little bit slow if this is a sensitive area for you and just realize that anything is okay. Whatever it is that you're thinking and feeling is okay. We 
we take a look at it to get that awareness. And then the next step is how do I want to be thinking about this? And, and again, without changing what's in your circumstance line, that's what we're going to take a look at right now is a quick model about what it might look like, depending on what you're thinking right now about your relationship with your body. Okay. So I'm going to write out circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. So it's really important to understand that all our relationships are only ever made up of our thoughts and all our thoughts are, our relationships are always in our control because our relationships are made up of our thoughts. And the reason that's so critical is because sometimes our relationships, first of all, seem out of our control. Second of all, they seem hard to work on. Like, I'm not even sure where I would start. I don't even know what I think about or what I think about it or how I would change that. So once we start to take a look at it in models and just really remind ourselves that it's all just thoughts, it's whatever I've decided to think about my body and I can keep thinking what I'm currently thinking because some of us are thinking amazing things about our bodies and some of us are thinking harsh things about our bodies and that's okay too. You can keep that. I just want you to plug what you're thinking in right here so you can see what it's creating for you. And if you decide like, that's okay, I want to keep believing this right now because I'm okay with feeling this way and having this action and getting this result. And even if I want to change it in the future, it's okay to stay right here right now. It's totally fine. So let me give you um, one example. I'll just have to do a model on me because I that's the person I know the best is me. But you guys will be doing your own models on you. So, so I'm in the circumstance line and I'm wanting to know what I think about my body. So I'm going to put Jesse's body right here on the circumstance line. Okay. Now this is kind of interesting because as I was planning this video, I was analyzing my relationship with my body, which I've done at times in the past. I, I haven't done it for a little while um, because it's okay when you bring things up to the front of your attention, right? And you work on them a little bit and then you kind of let them slip back and that's fine. You let it slip back into that little more automatic after making a few tweaks, you let it slip back into that automatic thinking. And that's really normal. We can't keep everything we're working on all at the front of our attention. There's only so much room at the front. So this is one I've worked on in the past. And I, you know, I worked on it, tweaked it a little bit, liked where it was, and then let it kind of slip back. And so as I've been preparing for this month's content, I've been bringing it back up to the front. So the main thing that I think about that I wanted to take a look at in a model when I'm looking at um, my relationship with my body is that I actually feel great about my body. Now I'm, I'm overweight. I'm about halfway through my current weight loss journey. And this one has been so interesting because I've lost weight and gained weight all over the years. I've talked about this on my podcast. You guys have probably listened. And if not, I think I'm sending you that podcast link in this episode, but, or in this email, but this is the first time that I've worked on it in this way, by starting with the thought, I've never started with the thought. I've always thought, what do I do? What do I do? How do I lose weight? You know, this is where we love to start. But this is also the first time I've ever done it, knowing that I'm never going to get pregnant again, because I had thoughts when I would lose weight before I thought, oh, I should lose some weight before I get pregnant again. Um, or I should get healthier so that I'm ready to get pregnant. Or I had thoughts like that, but it was always like, and then I'll get pregnant again. And then I'll probably gain most of it back. So it was always just such a temporary idea, temporary plan, temporary results but I've been losing weight in a totally different way this time because I want it to be a lifestyle, right? Like the new way I just am and live and can sustain and maintain. And it's, it's just, it's been really interesting and it's helped me slow it all down. I'm not in any hurry 
And I know that I'm wanting to do things that are just super reasonable and I'm satisfied with very gradual results and all of those things. And so that's been really fun to work on that, that way. I've really been on this weight loss journey for like more than two years and I still have 20 more pounds I'd like to lose. And I've been at the place I'm at for quite a while right now. And I'm just okay with it. I'm just working on being okay with it and knowing that I'm, I'm just on the journey and that feels really good. So that's one thing that comes up for me when I start to think about my body and bring it forward. But then the other thing that comes up that again, that I want to run the model on, sorry, is actually the only time that I struggle with my thoughts about my body. And so that's why I want to take a look at it in a model because the rest are pretty good, but I'm so I'm going to add something to my C line here is when I am naked. So you guys get to learn about some of the thoughts that I'm having when I'm naked. So I've just added that to my circumstance line. So when I'm dressed, I think, oh man, I look great in those jeans and I like my clothes and I, I feel like I know how to dress for my body. I'm really tall. So I'm kind of like a sneaky overweight person, <laughs> but when I'm naked, there's just no hiding anything. And when I'm naked, then I really feel like my flaws just are so glaring. And I see, uh, you know, my wrinkly skin and my stretch marks. And I see like, oh, I have, I've had surgery. So I have scars. It's just when I stand in front of the mirror naked, I really, that's when my thoughts are really revealed to me about what's, I still have a really hard time accepting in my current body because when it's covered with clothes, I'm like, oh, great. Now I don't see, right. Those flaws. So that's a place that I have been working on is losing weight from a place of right here is amazing. Like I, everything I'm seeing in the mirror is okay right now. Like it's okay that I, that I look this way right now. And it's okay that I want to lose weight, but I don't need to. I could stay right here if I wanted to. And I want to just like appreciate all the parts of me without being so harsh and judgmental of them. So those are some things that I'm wanting, but it's important to take a look at what I'm currently thinking. So when I'm looking in the mirror and I'm not loving what I see, one of my main thoughts is I need to fix this. And this is definitely a thought coming from my lower brain. Okay. I need to fix this. This is such an interesting thought because, and, that, and that's what I want to feel about it as I look at it now. I want to be curious, but right now I'm, I'm just going to fill this out for you. But this is an interesting thought because my lower brain wants me to lose weight from a place of where I currently am is unacceptable. I've talked to you guys about that before. And I'm working on re reassuring my brain like, where I currently am is not unacceptable. It's absolutely acceptable. And now let's go lose a little weight. I just want to be a little healthier. I want to fit in my clothes even a little bit better. I want to go down a clothes size. I want to see what I'm capable of. Like there's a lot, a lot of fun whys that are so different than because I need to be different. And the other reason this thought is super interesting is because I rationally understand that nothing is broken. <laughs> I don't need to fix anything. And I rationally understand why I look the way I look, right? I rationally understand when you are as tall as I am and weigh as much as I am, as I do, which is about 200 pounds right now, which is really exciting. <laughs> I'm a beautiful 200 pound woman, which is one of my favorite thoughts. I think when I get on the scale and I'm working on weighing 175, that's my goal weight. I just, I like to say my numbers and I meant to say that right at the beginning, but I'm going to say them now. And I fluctuate right around 195, but I'm up just a little bit from the holidays and I'm kind of working on that. And, um, anyway, I rationally understand that when I 
and the height I am and when I and the weight that I am and when I've done what I've done with my you know seven pregnancies in 12 13 years and multiple surgeries and and different things that this is exactly what a body should look like when those things have occurred and when I eat the way I eat right because I have I have some eating habits that are serving me really well and I have some eating habits that I'm still working on and we know that our current weight is just a result of what we think about our body, what we think about our food, what we think about exercise, what we think about all those things. And then we get results from that. So this is just such a fascinating thought that I look in the mirror and I think oh, I've, something's got to change. I need to fix this. You know, it's thoughts like that. So then I feel almost like a panic, which is again, fascinating. We'd never accomplish really terrific things from panic. I mean, sometimes like a momentary panic will serve us if there's a true problem or emergency, because it can kind of kick in the adrenaline or kick in just some really fast reactions. But that's not at all what's happening here. My looking at myself in the mirror and then feeling panicked because I'm thinking this really does not serve me in this situation. And that's okay. It's just nice to know that this is what I'm thinking when at times when I'm looking at my naked body. Remember, this part's important as far as I'm not thinking this when I'm fully clothed. So it's interesting, interesting to take a look at. Okay, then the actions that I take from panic are like analyze what I'm eating, analyze my diet. Uh, I spend time thinking that I need to be more extreme in, in my eating plan and in my exercising plan. It's hard to talk and write, but I decided that I wanted to write these out with you guys on the video this time because... I want this to feel a little bit more like a class. I feel like I'm the teacher and you're my students. And so I'm writing on the board. <laughs> okay. So I analyze my diet. I spend time thinking like, oh, I need to be more extreme because I need to fix this. Obviously what I'm doing is not fixing it fast enough or, or whatever. Right. So then I think I need to be in a hurry to change something. Um, this is coming from panic, right? So I feel, I think this, I feel panicked. And then I do these things. I, I want to be harsh on myself. I don't want to be, but when I'm panicked, I think, oh, if I'm hard on myself, if I'm, if I'm, you know, we call it like beat yourself up, right? If I'm harsh on myself, that will motivate this more extreme behavior so that I can make faster changes and fix this, right? I'm wanting to accomplish this by doing these things from panic. So that's really cool. Okay. Okay. Those are my main actions. And then the result that I get is for me, it's just kind of un, unsustainable, an unsustainable plan. Because what I'm trying to do is love my plan, cre create a plan that accomplishes what I truly want, which is again, like I said, a life, life, a new lifestyle where I'm healthy, where I'm treating my body amazing. Like it's the greatest treasure I have right? I make it such a priority. And I know that the time and the money and the effort that I spend on my body is so well invested. And I want a plan that matches that. I want a plan that I can easily sustain. I don't want it to feel extreme at all. I want it to just feel like, oh, this is just who I am. And I don't want to have to make decisions every time. I just want to know who I am, what I eat, uh, how much I sleep, how much I exercise just from a, just from a place of it being who I am. And all of that is represented by kind of the words for me, like a sustainable plan, like a, like a lifestyle plan. So when I stand in front of the mirror naked and I think I need to fix this and I feel panic, 
and then I do these things, I end up adjusting my plan to be more, to be unsustainable. I'm super tempted to alter the plan that I've made from my intentional, rational thinking half of my brain and from a place of so much love for myself and thinking it should be different. It should be more extreme. It should be going faster, right? And that doesn't work for me. Now, I think a lot of things about my body and I even have other thoughts about my naked body. But when we write out a model, we're just grabbing one slice of what we're thinking. We're taking this whole pie of what we're thinking and we're just taking a look at one piece. And we're saying, this is so interesting. And here's where I'm going to start. It doesn't matter what piece of the pie you start with. You just pick one and you just slow it all down and you make it all hold still inside a model. Because when it's up here in your brain, it's not holding still. And we might be super aware of our result or super aware of how we're feeling or super aware of what we're doing, but we hardly ever know the whole picture. If we, if we know what we're doing, we might not really be sure what we're thinking or feeling or what it's creating for us, right? Or if we know what we're feeling, we might not be very clear on what we're thinking or what we're doing and why or what it's creating for us, right? So when, when we're not looking at it in a model, when we're not slowing it down, we tend to only know one or two of these pieces And then it's just so hard to do anything about it. So that's what the model will create for you is to help you just look at it so simply, so easy to understand, so clear. So like, I love looking at a model because it's almost like I step outside of myself and I say like this person, that's why I kind of like to write my name here instead of like my body. I write Jesse's body because I want to become like the watcher of what I'm thinking, the watcher of what I'm doing. And I say like this person, when she looks at herself naked, and again, I know it's me, but it helps me. We just as humans tend to love the people around us and give everybody so much like grace and admiration and respect. And then we tend to be quite hard on ourselves. So it can help to just step outside and almost pretend that this is a different person. If it helps you be more curious and kind to yourself and then say like, when she looks at her naked body, one of her main thoughts is this, and she feels this and does this and gets this result. Isn't that interesting how, when I think I need to fix it, I actually sabotage my plan or kind of force myself into a plan that isn't creating what I truly want, right? And you can just sit with this to get clear on it. And you can also, once you are showing your lower brain that my thought is creating my feeling and my feelings creating my action, my actions are creating my result because our lower brain has a trick. I've told you guys before, but I'm gonna tell you again. It wants to say, I'm feeling panic because of the way my body looks when I'm naked. And like, I could add to my C-line here and I will just for a second to show you, I could add um, scars, these parts that stick out to me, right? That I don't love. And that's a fact, I have some scars, right? That's why I can put it there. I can put stretch marks because that's like a clinical term for what happens When your skin stretches faster than it's able to keep up with, whether it was just getting overweight or having a baby or even, you know, teenagers or whatever will have stretch marks from getting tall too fast, right? Stretch marks happen in skin when it stretches too faster than it can keep up with. And then um, I'm going to write, I'm going to write the word extra skin. That's a little bit of my opinion, But it's basically that word extra for me right there just means skin I don't really need. And the reason that it's there is from my pregnancies, right? So my my belly got stretched out so big. 
seven times. Right. And then when, as it came back in, I just had more skin than I needed. And so that's why I feel okay with that word extra. But when we just spend some time on that circumstance line and realize this is all neutral, this is all just facts. I just have a body and it has scars and stretch marks and some extra skin. And I can think anything I want to about it. And it's totally okay that right now I'm thinking I need to fix this. But when I think that here's what happens. And so the, the trick of our, our lower brain is it's saying, I'm feeling panicked because I have these things. I'm feeling panicked because when I'm standing there naked and I see these things, I feel panicked. It wants us to just sneakily skip this T-line. It wants our circumstance to be, to be the reason that we're feeling any given way. But if that were true, then what could we possibly change? Because I can go get surgery to fix some of this stuff. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I want to be able to feel however I want to feel without necessarily getting surgery. Like we can change the C, but that's not, we shouldn't need to change the C to, to think and feel differently. So it's such good news that this, we pause and we see the, how this thought line fits in between the circumstance and how we're feeling about the circumstance. Cause then this is completely in our control. And so I can work on thinking thoughts like, and then this is what I do think when I answer my lower brain with thoughts like nothing's gone wrong here. Nothing is broken. Nothing needs to be fixed. My body's okay right now. Like this is okay. My extra skin is okay. My stretch marks are okay. Being overweight is okay. There's not, it's not a problem. And you could say, you know, clinically uh, a doctor would say, oh, it's a problem. You need to lose weight. And sure. If I want to be healthier, I can but I'm okay. I can even just be overweight the rest of my life if I wanted to. Have you ever given yourself permission to do that? That might not be what you want and that's okay, but it's so interesting to just start to play around with this and know that I don't have to think any one way about any of this. It feels like you do. It feels like how could I ever think about being overweight except that it's unacceptable and that it must change and that it needs to be fixed, right? But losing weight from a place of, I could, I could be overweight. That's okay too is really amazing. And I highly encourage it because it's a totally different journey. You're okay as you are. You're okay overweight. And we're just going to lose weight. So interesting. Okay. So that's the model I wanted to show you in this, this week, but I do want to touch before we close this video, I want to touch on two more concepts that came up for me as I was thinking about what else could be represented by your relationship with your body, along with food, which is just going to be in its own episode is the, our level of activity, our body's level of activity, whether that's exercise or um, maybe we have a very active job or maybe we're moms chasing toddlers and that's pretty active. Um, and then also our sleep. I want to touch on that for a minute. So first exercise. Um, it's interesting to even think like I have a relationship with exercise. We have a relationship with everything. We don't usually use that word, but it's nice to realize, oh, what do I think about exercising? And that's when you just plug it into the model, just like we did here. And you wouldn't even say like, what do I think about exercising five times a week? I mean, you can put anything you want there, but I would just encourage you to say like, what do I think about um, running? If, you, if you're wanting to run, but it's not going very well, like find, figure out what you think about running, figure out what you think about aerobic exercise, figure out what you think about yoga, kind of decide what exercise or activity you're wanting to know what you currently feel about it because you're either wanting to do it more or you're wanting to have a better attitude about it or you want to have a better relationship with that form of exercise or you can also just put exercise up there really vague and just see see what thoughts come up for you do a little thought download and then grab one thought and stick it in this model 
your thought download is where you just write and write and write about any topic till you have nothing left to write. Sometimes that's a minute, sometimes that's 10 minutes, sometimes more. And you just say, okay, what is my relationship with exercise? And you start to take a look at it. And one thing that I realized is that I thought the way that I needed to make myself exercise was to give not exercising a lot of consequences. So if I had a plan to exercise first thing in the morning and I was feeling tempted not to exercise, my brain would offer me, if you don't exercise, then you're never going to lose weight. If you don't exercise, then you're not a good person. If you don't exercise, then you're not uh, an organized adult. I don't know. It would offer me a lot of things to try to say, like, there's some big consequences if you don't exercise this morning like you planned. And then I would remind myself, and this is something I discovered over several models. It didn't just come out right at first. I had to really spend time figuring out where I was. And then what I wanted to think about exercise and what I wanted to think about exercise was that it was fun. That was what it came down to. It's so simple, but I actually really enjoy being active when I'm just doing it for fun. When I'm doing it from a place of like pressure and consequences, then I immediately want to like throw it out the door. But when I do things like have a dance party with my kids, or when I get outside and go for a walk. I love being outside and I love walking. I always thought, oh, it's only worth it if I go running or something, but why would that need to be, right? That's just one way to think about it. And that wasn't working for me. And so when I gave myself permission to just walk, I did it a lot more, right? And when I gave myself permission to uh, have a fun dance party and call that my exercise for the day, I did it a lot more, right? Instead of being like, well, that doesn't count because it wasn't an exercise video and it wasn't, you know, I don't know. I don't know why we think things don't count, but they totally do. So I just realized that for me, I was rebelling against exercising when I, when I made it way too heavy and important. And that when I let it just be for fun, I did it so much more and I kept my plan so much more. And so that was a really fascinating thing for me to learn about exercising. So take a look at what your current relationship with exercising is, because when we, we, we know pretty well from research and studies that while exercising is the result you get from exercising is a healthier, stronger body, that it's not super linked to weight loss. So we do get that mixed up a little bit. We think if I exercise, then I can eat terribly. Or if I eat terribly, I better go exercise, right? To like work off those calories. You have to work so hard (laughs) to get enough, to burn enough calories to eat terribly. It's all just like a pretty tricky thing that I encourage you not to get those two mixed up. I encourage my clients to handle all their weight loss goals with food, with getting a better relationship with food and planning what they're eating and all of that. And then have a totally separate endeavor on exercising because it's like a gift you give yourself exercising because it makes you so strong exercising because it feels good. And it gives you endorphins exercising because it helps you be healthier exercising because it's who you want to be exercising because you're wanting to play sports exercising, you know, I want you to separate it from weight loss. If that's something that you've had that tangled up before. And I think that you'll see a big difference if that's, if that's an area that you're struggling. Okay. The last thing that I want to touch on is, um, sleep and how important sleep is. And there's so much I could say on this, but I'm just going to give you a few thoughts. It's in, I had no idea that I had a relationship with sleep until I started to take a look at it. Right. It's just not one of those things we're used to looking at. But we all do. We all have a relationship with sleep, 
and the amount of time we spend doing it. And if we dread getting in bed or if we suffer from insomnia or if we love sleeping in or if we don't get enough sleep or if we wish we could sleep more or if we wish we slept less, right? There's a lot going on there. And sleep really affects your physical health. And so I think it's really worth taking a look at because when we're able to get good, consistent sleep that works for us, and again, there's not one perfect way to do that. You need to figure out what works for you, what you prefer, what you feel great when you maintain it, when you sustain it. And if we're able to do that, we see such positive benefits in our lives in that our body is able to fight off infection and heal and our brains work clearer when we have good sleep, right? And our brains working clear like that right there, even if that were the only positive result you got from prioritizing getting good sleep, that would be enough because we know that everything comes from our brain, right? But there's even bonus benefits beyond that to some of the ones I've already mentioned. I know that when I don't get good sleep, that I show up as a little different person in my day. And I like to take that into account and know like I am not making as good of a decisions as I usually do. And it's probably because I'm not getting enough sleep right now, right? So there's even one more aspect to take a look at. Once you've taken a look at sleep in your model and seen some of the things that you're thinking about it and what's that, what that's creating for you, then think how you want to think about sleep. I want to give you one more piece that I want you to consider. And it's, this is kind of an interesting one. It's important to know just as with anything else that we can think whatever we want to about sleep and we can think whatever we want to about the amount of sleep we're currently getting. So remember, we don't ever have to change the sea line to think and feel differently about it. So for example, if at this point you're up in the middle of the night with a small child and you're only getting, you know, maybe like, let's say six hours of sleep in two, three hour chunks, we're just going to, you want to get factual, right? So you want to take a look at your current amount of sleep. And as of right now, you can't change that if this is your circumstance, because this small baby or child wakes up in the night and creates that for you. Now, hopefully at some point soon, I hope they will stop doing that because most kids grow out of needing to be awake in the middle of the night, especially once they're not babies anymore, needing to eat in the middle of the night, like newborns do. And, and, you know, in their first year, a lot of babies do, but if that's your current amount of sleep and it's not going to change yet, even if it will, at some point you can do thought work to think differently about that small amount of sleep or about that sleep that isn't necessarily what you would pick if you were picking, right? Like even if you have a preferred way to be sleeping or a preferred amount of time to be sleeping and you're not able to have that right now, there's thought work available to say like, I know how to be tired, right? Like I'm just tired right now and I know how to be tired. I know how to function really well, even when I'm tired. You can just start to think and believe anything you want to about that amount of sleep. And that's important to know because we aren't always in control of our sleep, of the amount of sleep that we're getting when there's external circumstances involved in that amount of sleep. Um, Another thing that I want you guys to think about is if you currently have a poor relationship with sleep, like you feel like you're a person who just is bad at sleeping and not getting enough sleep. And um, that is a relationship you can change as well. It's a little bit like when someone, when a client will say to me like, oh, I'm just bad with money right? They're saying it almost as if they could take a blood test and the result would be yep, this person's bad with money. Or you take a blood test and the, and the blood test would say like, oh, this person is not good at falling asleep. 
not good at staying asleep, not good at getting good sleep so that when they wake up in the morning, they feel well rested. There's just so many ways to come at this that I want you guys to take a look at it and then step back a little bit and slow down and get outside the box and just think all thoughts are available to me. And my thoughts are what are currently creating my results. And if these results aren't working for me and these actions aren't working for me and these feelings aren't working for me, I need to take a look at what I'm thinking about it. And that can even happen with sleep. So that's what I want to leave you guys with today. I hope that you enjoyed this beginnings of an exploration into these three really important relationships when it comes to physical health and wellness, your body, exercise, and sleep. And I know that as you go through this week and go through the materials that I've emailed you, the podcast episodes and the worksheet, that it will really get your brain going. The worksheets are always what we call thought finders, and it helps you pull thoughts out of your brain. When we're not used to taking a look at what we're thinking, right? I use that phrase a lot. Um, asking yourself those questions like that are on the worksheet can really help you pull what you're thinking and out and put it on paper and then look at it written there on the paper and say, oh, I didn't even know I was thinking that, you know, until I asked myself those questions. And as you guys go through this video and what's in your email this week, um, I hope that it brings you some clarity and some curiosity and then also some hope and maybe excitement and motivation for what you might create for yourself in these areas moving forward. Now, I, I said this on my podcast just this last week, and it just came up in a, a session with a client and I thought, oh, that's so good. And so I want to share it with you here that we often think that life coaching requires dramatic changes. And we often think that it's only worth doing if I'm you know, revamping something. But what in my own coaching and in the coaching I encourage with my clients, it's often just like I've used the word tweaks, right? Like it's a little tweak, a little adjustment. So the, the analogy that I used in my podcast episode this week that came up in my coaching session was it's like having bumpers at a bowling alley, right? Our lower brain is like sending the ball for the gutter, right? Like I need to fix this is like a gutter thought kind of. And we come up with a thinking plan that just brings that bumper up. So the ball still moves all around the lane and it's heading for gutters, but then it just kind of bumps up against our thinking plan, which is just our answer, right? Like nothing, nothing's broken. Where I'm at today is okay. You know, some of those thoughts, that's, those are my bumper thoughts and my thinking plan thoughts. So that as my ball heads that direction, it just kind of is met with a little guidance, a little bit of an answer, a little bit of reassurance. Then it kind of will be in the middle and then it'll head over this way for another gutter thought, another urge at those gutter thoughts. And never a problem to think them, just a problem to live from them and only because of what they're creating for you. And so we're just making gentle tweaks, gentle adjustments along the way. And that's what I want to encourage you guys, especially as we take a look at these things we've talked about today and that we'll talk about this month because these are deeply personal, right? And they're our bodies and they're, they're what we're making of it, right? And so we want to be loving and gentle and kind and understanding and curious. These are beautiful places to be taking a look at these things from. Just be open with yourself and vulnerable. And um, I think you're going to find some amazing things. And even if you just make some gentle tweaks, you're going to see as you change a thought from, I need to fix this to maybe just something like, or it might just be to a change like, maybe I don't need to fix this. 
We don't have to change the sentence very strongly. We just have to start answering our lower brain. When it offers us, I need to fix this. We just say, maybe I don't, maybe it's okay. See, that's just a really gentle tweak. And then our panic might subside to something of more like possibility or acceptance or like a little bit of reassurance or a little bit of hope, you know, just a little bit is enough to start to feel differently, act differently and get a different result. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys with this week. Um, Email me if there's anything I can do for you. I would love to see your models and you can just reply to the email that I sent you with any, any thoughts, questions, models, thought downloads, anything you're wanting me to take a look at or wanting some feedback or advice on, I love to hear from you guys. So feel free to email me at any time and I'll reply to you within 24 hours. And it can be about this topic or about anything. Just sky's the limit. You just email me if you need me and I'm there. Thanks, you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Ready to take what you are learning here on the podcast to the next level? Then check out my new video course, Resiliency Training. This year-long course of weekly video classes is the perfect way to increase the efforts that you are already making when it comes to improving your deployment experience and making your mental health a priority. We can all use a little help sometimes to get through the difficulties of military life, and that's exactly the boost this course will give you. Sign up on my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.